Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting live this afternoon from the Southern Bank Course Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty along with you today. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation will be joining me a little later in the program. About to bring head football coach Will Hall on the show. But first, I want to remind you about Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss and, of course, the Eagle Hour, and a great place to take your family for dinner seven days a week and, and a great place to cater your next event. I've done it many times and never been disappointed. Dickey's Barbecue, great place to cater your next uh, business, home, or church event, tailgate, whatever the case may be. They just do a great job. All right, Heath Hinton, as I said, will be joining us a little later, but right now we're happy to have football coach Will Hall back on the Eagle Hour. And, uh, Coach, how are you? What does a, what does a Division One college football coach do in the uh, middle of January? <laughs> yeah, a whole lot, Bob. First off, good to be back on with you, man. I know we got a big basketball game tonight at Coastal. Uh, on the road and right. and a great opportunity, again, for our basketball team. But, yeah, man, right now, you know, our our young men are in the weight room every day with Coach Ann Carl working out and uh, lifting and working really hard. Of course, we've got school started here on the 17th, so we're exactly one week into that, and we're one week in our off-season program. All of our assistants are on the road recruiting. Mostly this time of year, you're recruiting for next year and the next year's class. Our, our, our you know, signing day and, and recruiting pretty much is – for the most part, for high school young men, is done and, and over with in December. I think like 88% of all high school signees sign in December. Uh, we've been blessed to keep most of our roster intact, and, and, and we enrolled 31 young men at mid-year. So uh, we, we feel good about our roster and what's here and we're working with. Uh, if we can still add to it, we will look to add to it. But working really hard, and then for me, uh, you know, man, just 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 selling, you know, kind of where we're headed and where college football is going, Bob, and, and uh, what what we've got to do to make sure, you know, we're on the forefront moving forward. Well, that brings me to the next question, and, and something we wanted to talk about today, and that is the to the top collective. Now, for listeners that may not know what we're referencing, uh, let's lay the groundwork by just telling them briefly what is the to the top collective. Yeah, so the To the Top Collective is, uh, you know, is, is our collective that, that helps our athletes here at Southern Miss uh, from an NIL perspective. That NIL term is out there, and that's a 
for a lot of people, that's become a negative term. Uh, but you know what we're what we're trying to do is educate people. Uh, like this is this is where college football is at, you know, or not just college football, but college athletics. And whether you like it or not, I think what's important for all the Southern Miss family to understand is is we've got to embrace it, and uh, because that's where it's at right now, and that's where it's moving, and and uh, we've got to. I think one thing it does for us at Southern Miss, I think it gives us a chance to have an edge at the Group of Five level because we do have such a great fan base. And so much, so much passion for our athletics that we can use that to uh, to kind of kickstart our program and give us an edge, you know, over some of our competitors. And we've done well, you know, with our collective. Peter Baines in charge of that. Peter played here, you know, on the great team under Coach Fedora that won the conference and was a punter. And uh, it's really easy to access. You just to the top collective dot com. And man, if you click get involved right there, you and after you click get involved at the top, you got you can click to make a one time recurring donation or you can scroll down and download the football brochure or other sports and uh, it shows you all the perks you've got right there with it. And uh but man, it's it, it is what it is. It's 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 just the way college athletics is is going. And uh I think we're in this realm you know, Bob, for probably about two to four more years. You know, everything's at Congress right now. I think uh, I think we're going to see major changes over college football over the next two to four years from NIL regulation where there's parameters on it all the way to the shifting of leagues and, and all of that. And it's coming. Uh, you know, we've been left behind here at Southern Miss before. But I think uh, over the next few years, with the way we've positioned our roster and the way uh, this NIL is going, it's an opportunity, if everybody will embrace it and join, to give us an edge and really show moving forward in the changing landscape that, 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 that we don't need to get left behind again, that we've got a chance to be uh, in, in a really good situation with all the shifting and changing moving forward. Now, Coach, if, if you have fans out there, and I, I know you do, that want to contribute to the collective for football. Can you pick a sport that you want to donate money to, or is it just one collective and the money's divided up in whatever manner? Yeah, so when you go to the website, if you go to Get Involved, and then you go down and click click here to make a one-time recurring donation, at that point, it will, it will bring you to a, to a, um, to a, to a page and you can then select the sport, or you can just give in general. So you've okay. got you've got both options right there. It'll come up and it'll ask you for your email address. It'll ask you for the amount, and uh, and then you'll have a little box that says choose a sport you want to donate your benefit to. And when you click in that, a little drop down box will come up with all the sports, and you can select the sport and you can roll. So it's it's as simple as that, Bob. And uh, you know my thing. You know, when I think about it, Bob, is this, you know, $500 a year is $42 a month. And, uh, you know, man, that can, if every Southern Miss, think about this, if everybody that says they're a Southern Miss fan in the world gave $42 a month to the collective, sheesh, man, we'd be rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, we would, uh, we'd be off and running better than any group of five program in America. And, uh, you know, I think that's what Peter's working towards and certainly, you know, would be great for all of our athletic programs here uh, moving forward. 
Right, and and all schools are doing it. So if you want to if you want to stay in the game, you got to do it. And and I I, I completely understand that. I want to ask you this question, uh, Coach Hall. When you're out recruiting now, when your assistants are out recruiting in this new world of NIL and transfer portal and everything, does money come up when you're when you're talking to athletes? In the old days, that would have been forbidden, correct? But in today's world, and I'm talking about recruiting in general, uh, football recruiting in general, is money a topic of conversation in the recruiting conversations? Well, you know, my coaches aren't, you know, they, they can't discuss that with recruits. Uh, I can't, you know, and so it's it's still, you know, supposed to be a subject that that, that is not discussed, you know, if you will, Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important, though, that, that, that young recruits know that, 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 that there is a collective out there at Southern Miss, and we do have it going. And uh, all kids, you know, want to know that their brand has a chance to grow, uh, that they've got the opportunity to build that brand somewhere. Specifically, when we recruit young kids, you know, we recruit our footprint so hard from the surrounding areas. Uh, well, they're, they're, they're coming in already with a brand, you know, and, and if our collective is – is off and running and, and, and going at a high rate, and they can see that and understand that. Obviously, that that message, uh, you know, they can see that through social media and other right. avenues to, 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 to understand that. Right. When did this get started here at Southern Miss, Coach, and, and how beneficial, without getting into any specifics, but how beneficial has it proven already to be for the football program? Yeah, well, it got started. Several years ago, uh, John Miller started it, the great John Miller, everybody knows. And uh, when John decided to go back out of retirement and go to to Auburn, he turned it over to Peter Bain. And uh, how beneficial is it? I think at at the group of five level, it's extremely beneficial for roster retention. You know, uh, if you're going to retain your good players uh, at this level, then that's where the collective has been so beneficial for us. And y'all, you know, you've been able to see in a, in a landscape of college football where everybody's rosters are in flux, we've been one of the more uh, stable. Our foundation and, and stable. Yeah, we've been very stable uh, compared to everybody else. And we've also been able to add to it. Uh, so it set ourselves up over the next two to three years, you know, where we've got a chance to, to, to make a run. And we're excited about it, but man, everybody's pushing and everybody's pushing forward. Like I said, over the next two to four years in this landscape, so we need everybody to band together and and embrace this, no matter how different it is. And a change is always hard, right? And, and this is a a different landscape we're in now. And and uh, but we've got to educate people, and people have got to be willing to be educated about it and embrace the change, so we don't get left behind again. All right. You want to continue this conversation, Coach, on the other side of the break? Let's do that. What do you say? Let's do it. Coach Will Hall of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, everybody. We'll be right back. Short three-minute break upcoming and forward with Coach Hall right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Remember Genesis of Hattiesburg. It's the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming very soon, the all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. Miss Kathleen and uh, her staff, uh, great people to do business with. Of course, they carry the biggest line of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere. So be sure that her buddies at the Eagle Hour tell her that the, her buddies at the Eagle Hour said hello the next time. You're in campus book board. All right, we've got head football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour, raining now all of a sudden here very heavily here in Hattiesburg. Uh, coach, uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about collectives and the NILs and what have you. And if you will explain to our listening audience how you think it differs when you're talking about Power 5 schools and Group of 5 programs. Well, you know, at the Power 5 level uh, – you know, it's just different. You're talking about, you know, astronomical amounts of money, and you're talking – and when I say Power Five, you're talking about a select group of, of very few people. And I think the thing that rubs a lot of people the wrong way and gives them the wrong idea about NIL is when you look at social media, the things you see on there from kids driving up in Lamborghinis to all that stuff, you're dealing, you're talking about the point zero 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 one percentile of all athletes. Right, mm-hmm. uh, that's very rare, but it's also the what's shown the most in, in that case. You know, at the Group of Five level, again, what NIL does and what it can do for Southern Miss is allow us to get the very best players uh, to, to to stay here. After our good players, once they become good players, like you look at a Jason Brownlee a few years ago from West Point, who. Uh, you know, had many opportunities, and he chose to stay at Southern Miss for all those reasons. And uh, what's gotten lost in this is, is, is young men, specifically at the group of five level, they do want to get a degree. They do want to stay here and finish out their degree. That does matter to them. They do want to have a legacy. All those things are appealing to those kids. And But it's got to be feasible for them, too. Right, Bob? I mean, if, if an offer's out there that's just so – good it's no different than any business decision anybody makes the business decision to stay at southern miss has also got to be good enough to stay when you when you couple it with the ability to have a legacy the ability to to get a degree and the ability to stay in the system and to create long-term wealth for yourself by building your career so uh that's the thing at the group of five level that, that we've got to arm ourselves for and we've seen it with our baseball Team. They've been able to keep a lot of good players. We've had had you know we you know we've had some that didn't. Uh, we've seen it with our football team, uh, basketball. We were able to keep a lot of our good players last year, and uh, it's kind of like putting on a suit of armor, if you will. Uh, we've we've got to put our coat of armor on, and our fans have got to rally around it. And uh, and like, like I said, man, it doesn't take a lot to help. You know, uh, if everybody bands together and just gives a little. I think I saw Ole Miss the other day. They're pushing everybody to just give fifty dollars, you know, or whatever. Uh, I think Georgia's deal is twenty-one dollars a month, you know. Mm-hmm. But if everybody bands together and joins this thing in a small capacity, that adds up. Think about it, Bob. Two thousand people uh, giving five hundred dollars a year is a million dollars. Well, mm-hmm. shoot, we got 
we got we got way more than two thousand people that love Southern Miss and love Southern Miss athletics. Right. You know, so uh if everybody would embrace this and just band together, we could be out on the forefront, which also sets us up when college football changes again in a few years and we see all the reshuffling that we're a very appealing attraction to get ourselves back, you know, where we used to be, you know. It's like the old saying, Coach, you, if you don't get on the train, it's going to leave you at the depot. Isn't that correct? That's 100% correct. And, look, I know there's a lot of moving parts in this. I know there's got to be parameters put on it. That's that Congress. It is happening. But for two to four more years, we're probably dealing with the way it is, and we can't get left behind again like what's happened to Southern Miss in the past. We've got to embrace it. We've got to grab a hold of it. We've got to use it to our advantage. Like we're seeing other, some other schools out there right now do, and uh, because we do have a fan base, we do have resources, and we can do it. I agree, and it's important uh, if you if you want to see the athletic departments here uh, continue to grow, then uh, they need your help. I got about five minutes left. I have, I haven't had you on the show uh, since uh, the last uh, recruiting uh, came and went, but uh, you you got. You got that high-profile high school quarterback everybody was hoping you get, and then you kind of surprised everybody with the announcement of the uh, quarterback from Florida State transferring here. So a different quarterback room uh, come this fall, Coach, and I, and I know you got to feel pretty good about these two kids. Yeah, I really do. You know, Bob, we came here several years ago with only one quarterback on the roster, and now we've got a – you know, we've got a transfer from Clemson who's coming back. We've got a, a highly recruited kid uh, out of Alabama in Ethan Crawford that plays some of the true freshmen. We've got a highly recruited young man out of Mississippi named John White that early enrolled. And then we've got a, a guy from Florida State transferring in that played in 23 games there. So we've, we've gone from a, a depleted quarterback situation to a very highly competitive quarterback situation with old kids in the room and young kids. And uh, like I've said many times, as we've worked so hard to rebuild this roster, you know, co- competition is the key, you know, and that's uh, that, that's what we're trying to get back to here. And, and it's going to be fun to watch those kids compete against each other this spring uh, because they can really, really play. No question. Coach, when, is, uh, when does spring ball come back around? Spring ball is the, starts the last Tuesday in February. We'll go wow. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We'll get five practices in, and then we will uh, go to spring break, and then we'll come back and do the rest of it after spring break. Well, I pushed it back a week from normal, Bob, because we've got new coordinator on offense putting in a new system and new coordinator on defense. We're excited about those guys. And um, we'll have some scrimmages, I think, Saturday the 23rd of March and uh, Saturday, April 6th. I think it's going to be our spring game. Um, so, you know, man, we're we're excited about letting everybody come and see it and uh, and and putting those new systems in with those new coordinators and, and getting this program rolling. You football coaches love spring football, don't you, Coach Hall? I do. I love it, Bob. I, it's like football school. It allows you to, you know, you practice three times a week, so you, you knock the crap out of each other, and the next day you can lift <laughs> and watch the tape and install again and. And uh, it, it's one of my favorite times of the year, especially now because, you know, Bob, we're, 
we're we're right at eighty five scholarships in January, which is one of the few programs that, that that's at that point. We've got a full roster going through spring ball with us enrolling thirty one at mid year. So it's going to be highly competitive and uh, a lot of energy, a lot of juice, and it's time to win. You know, we've taken all the steps here to build this roster back, to build this program back, and the infrastructure. And it's time to win. It's time to get this thing going. And this spring is going to be integral, you know, in taking that next step. You know, as always, Coach, you see all this movement after football season ends. And, and you're right. We, we've we've been relatively stable here compared to, heck, programs like Alabama, who seem to have a lot of players leaving now that the, uh, now that the coach has announced his retirement there. Is is part of the stability selling kids on the culture and and getting those kids committed to the culture in which they live and the friends they have is is that has that been part of, of your ability to keep your roster as stable as you have? You know, Bob, I think that uh, one of the things I'm really proud of here is the way you know for us to have the season we just had. And to go three and nine in the fashion we did, for us to be able to keep our good players and then sign the number one recruiting class in our conference, I think it shows even more that the way we're doing it is right and has a chance to be extremely successful. Uh, I'm very proud of that. Now, look, I'm not proud of the fact that we went, we went three and nine. It's time to win. It really is. Um, there's a lot of factors that have played into that. Uh, we've made some changes in the infrastructure of our program. You know, like we said, from hiring an offensive coordinator to getting back to to a defensive system uh, that is conducive to Southern Miss. But the the most surefire way to know if you can win in football or not, or any sport, is talent acquisition. And we have recruited at a higher level uh, than most people at the Group of Five level over the last several years. And uh, you know, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of I'm proud of how we treat our kids and how we graduate them. We've gotten over the APR hump here, which is an extreme hole we had to get out of when we got here as a program. Well, now we're back up over that. And uh, we got a chance, man. We got to work every day. We got to wake up and get after it. But, but we have, uh, we had a great day this morning. We got to wake up and do it again tomorrow. All right, coach. And uh, joining the collective can help you get there, correct? Oh, yeah. It's the most important thing you can do right now as a fan is uh, join the collective in some way, shape, or form. It's easy to do, and uh, please do it. And, uh, man, looking forward to watching our basketball team tonight, man. You're right. Always a pleasure, Coach. Have a good afternoon. I appreciate it, Bob. To the top. All right, to the top. Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach at Southern Miss. Speaking of basketball, Heath Hinton's going to join me here in a moment for Big Gold Nation. We're going to take a look at the games on tap tonight. Super Talk Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, hope you're staying dry out there. I want to thank Coach Will Hall for joining us. You heard what he said about the collective. You may not like this. I don't. I don't think he does. I don't think anybody does, really, maybe except the players making, uh, you know, the Lamborghini money. 
But if you want to be, if you want to be in the game, you got to participate. And uh, so, give some thought to that. Uh, check out the uh, website to the Top Collective and see if that's something you might uh, be interested in participating in. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our show. Be a good place to be this afternoon in this rainy weather. I'm sure they got a game of some sort on the TV. They always do. They have great lunches. They have great dinner food. They have cold beer. And uh, all kinds of good camaraderie. And it's all at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We thank the world of those guys. All right. Also want to remind you about Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted cleaners. Family-owned and operated since 1983. They've got services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations. Of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners across from uh, USM on Hardy Street or call them at 601-264-4920. Heath Hinton, no stranger to the show, good friend of ours, uh, proprietor of Big Gold Nation, keeps up with, uh, I, I would say the best two sources for Southern Vince information would be Big Gold Nation and the Super Talk Eagle Hour. But I'm prejudiced. I'll bet you'll agree, Heath. I do. I agree with you, Bob. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement <laughs> with you, buddy. How you doing today well, on this rainy, rainy Wednesday? Boy, you're not kidding, friend. No, I'm doing good. And uh, thank goodness basketball is an indoor sport. Uh, you certainly wouldn't be playing it around here today. I don't know what the weather's like on the road, but both teams on the road. Uh, let's start with the uh, well. Let's start with the women. Let's be uh, polite and start with the Lady Eagles, who I believe are at uh, Troy tonight. Uh, important game. The Lady Eagles seem to win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Heath, what do they got to do to kind of get the right trajectory going between now and the tournament? Yeah, I mean they played them. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, okay. Uh, um, six o'clock. They just this team is just Dom has to get back a hundred percent healthy. She's a, you can tell she's not full speed. Um, they just got to get over that hump somehow. It seems like they get close. They've been close in games, and then two or three things go wrong, and just there's a three point shot that's you know somebody hasn't hit a three point in two weeks, and they make three in a game. It just seems like there's always something happening. There's talent on this team. We've seen it. We've seen them beat a nationally ranked Ole Miss at home. We've seen the start they had in this season. The talent's there. They just got to start believing in themselves. And I think if they can do that, they can get on a roll. I still think this team could win the conference. I think they're that. I think there's that much talent. They got to start believing in themselves too. Well, they do, yeah, and 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 the key, I think, is is consistent play. It's difficult when you lean so hard on one player. Uh, I, I would think too that uh, some more balanced scoring and uh, and rebounding uh, would help as well. Men, sort of the same way, kind of up and down. Although they've had two great games in a row, and that was some kind of exciting uh, this past weekend. That was a great win. We don't want to skip past that, but you know, you don't have long to rest on your laurels, do you, Heath? No, you don't. And look, those wins—that was a; those were two scrappy wins. I mean, think about—you're down 18 against Troy with 13 minutes left, and you win the game by a point. I mean, you hold them to set was like seven points in the last 13 minutes of the game. It was hard to believe. Your defense is that good, and they have been—they were on a tear. You look at their uh, shooting before that 13 minutes; and they were lighting it up all game. And they—and Troy plays good defense, but Southern Miss just. They hung on. They they play hard. Uh, they play together and with injuries. And to come away with those two games with wins like that was impressive. And it does nothing but carry momentum on the road to a Coastal Carolina game tonight. That, in all honesty, they should win. 
even if Hart's not back, uh, they should win that game. So we'll see. We'll see if the momentum carries over on the road. We're hoping it does. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing to me about the uh, last two wins is is they they played without Victor Hart. That you know they played shorthanded, and some of the players that haven't had a whole lot of floor time have gotten more in the last two games, and and those kids have really stepped up, Heath. Yeah, you look, you look at Armstrong hitting the big three last game, playing defense, uh, the way he stepped in and played. Uh, you know, Curbelo out, you've got to have somebody, uh, got to have some more guards step in. I mean, they've done a really good job of uh, bringing guys along. Um, you look at what Awako has done wow, uh, he, in the paint, and he's blocking the shots. The kid can jump out of the gym. And Montgomery has gotten so much better since the season has started. His growth, he's probably grown the most on the team this whole season. As is now, he's a double-digit scorer almost every game. Yeah, he's really good. I think Donovan Ivory, too, has played very well. Yes. Ivory's been able to score in bunches. I mean, you remember we went home to Green Bay, 35. So we know he can score, but for some reason, he just hadn't been able to get a shot down here lately. That shot's been falling, and he is, uh, was he, 85, 89% from the free throw line, so you don't want to put him on the line. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a good move. He's actually gotten hot at the right time. He's playing good defense. And I noticed Crowley didn't take as many shots last game, but he was setting up other people, uh, especially even that last score with Iwako. He dished it off to him in the paint to get the layup. And I've, I've noticed that from him, too, where he said, I don't have to take as many shots. Let me get other people involved. And I think you've seen growth there as well. Isn't that a positive? I mean, isn't that something that uh, you'd maybe like to see him do a little more of as we continue through the season? Yeah, sometimes he has a tendency, and it, you've got to understand because he feels like he needs to when players are out. Maybe he takes a three-pointer that, Probably Coach Ladner wouldn't want him to take early in the shot clock, but he feels like he has to because he needs a score. And now you see him, he's not, he, last game he didn't do that. He let things develop. And when he went to the basket, he got fouled and went through the free throw line. So you saw that, uh, saw an improvement in him last game where not as many shots, still score points, but didn't have to be that number one score that Ivory was because of his outside shooting. So it was good to see and, that momentum on the road could be huge. But getting Hart back tonight would also help there. I think that would help a lot. I think Victor Hart's been a big part of the uh, basketball team. And uh, I, I continue to say that uh, that I think uh, Tegra Ize has uh, some upside. And I know he didn't play a lot Saturday. I thought he played pretty aggressively uh, when he was, was in the game. And, and my question to you is, you know, he's a big seven-foot guy. I mean, how big a role do you – think he can play down the stretch here he could he could do some good things when you're playing a team that has a seven footer uh he still got some things to learn about you know picking up fouls and offensively he just he's limited what he can do offensively a lot of that's because of a hand issue a hand injury he's had he's not able to grip the ball like he wants to but uh defensively he's been able to he's lately he's starting to learn to he doesn't have to block them but he can make guys adjust their shot and uh, he's done that well, had five blocks a couple of games ago. So he's getting better in the paint defensively. Offensively, he's still got some room to work. But if he can, if he can get you five or six blocks and 
four or five rebounds a game. That's what you want from your big man off the bench. Yeah. I don't want to get into too many specifics about this, but you brought something to my attention. There, there's a bit of a controversy uh, in the Sun Belt, uh, and that is over a signee out at Texas State. And this was a young man who was allegedly involved uh, in the uh, assault of a young woman on campus, uh, on, on another campus. Uh, he and he and another young man, and they kind of been through the legal process, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and basically – as I understand it, you correct me if I'm wrong, an out-of-court agreement or a court agreement was reached which finally put all this to rest, so to speak. But but, but the alleged facts are still out there, and, and people could do their own research. The, the alleged incident was grotesque, to say the least, if true. And, I, and I've only got a minute left, but, but what are your, your thoughts of, of, a, of a coach coming in and and signing a signing a player with with so much baggage as this particular player seems to have, Heath. Yeah, you know how many co- coaches nowadays are. You know the pressure to win is unbelievable, and you wonder if if the pressure wasn't like that, would this sign would this signing take place? Um, maybe you just I don't I just don't know how some guys some coaches come through with. I'm going to sign this guy no matter what happened, different things. I know, look, everybody be forgiven. The good Lord forgives people. I get it and all that, but it still doesn't affect that what happened took place, and it was pretty grotesque. Yeah, and then I realize that this is a very vague conversation Heath and I are having. I, I would encourage you, if you're interested in this, to do a little research. Uh, you, you can research it pretty easily on the Internet, and, uh, and the, the article is pretty clear. Uh, and you can uh, you can make your own judgments, but the, not not a good look, Heath. In my view, not not, not a good look not. for Texas State at all. It's not, and it's 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 one of those signs. It's just a bad look. It's a bad look, and I don't want to talk ill about the kid because, as I said, everybody be forgiven. But what happened happened, and and you can't deny that. Yeah, you and, should. Uh, it's 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 a sad situation all the way around. Yeah, I would encourage uh, our listeners if you're interested to do some do a little internet research and you'll find it pretty quickly, uh, and make your own judgments. But it's again not not really a good look. I don't believe for the league. All right, Heath, thank you as always, my friend. Stay dry, okay? I'm on dry, Bob. Y'all have a good one, buddy. All right, Heath, thank you. Big Gold Nation, check them out. Great source of information about USM athletics. Well, let me see if I find Kelly Sander and wrap this thing up. Stay with me. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we're so glad you're with us this afternoon. We appreciate it very much. You can always catch us on our podcast form of the show on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by DBAT. This would be a great day to go to DBAT if you want to get into some baseball softball training because you're sure not going to do it outside. Uh, they're located on Hardy Street. They've got a program for kids of every age, and they have state-of-the-art facilities and tremendous trainers uh, that could really help your kids be the best they can be, and we appreciate all that DBAT does with the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Also, want to say hello to Mo Bay Beignet. Also, be a good day for a hot coffee and a plate of beignets, and that's what you'll find every time 
You go to Mo Beignet on Hardy Street, uh, 2902 Hardy Street. Check out their Facebook page, Mo Bay Beignet Company. All right, uh, Kelly uh, tells me that he's adjusting nicely to the ankle bracelet. It's not irritating you quite as much as first of the week, right, Santa? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, you, you get anywhere outside that home base, buddy, and they want to know exactly where you <laughs> How many times have they had to track you down so far this week, Kelly? Well, I just wanted to press the envelope a little bit and see, uh, you know, what I could get away with. But if it's working. Not much. <laughs> it's working, right, Kelly? Yeah, looking forward to getting back in the studio with you Monday. Bob. Yeah, same here, my friend. All right, Kelly, uh, give me a little bit about a lot. Okay, a little bit about a lot of things. Let's start with men's basketball tonight, where the Golden Eagles are in Coastal Carolina, just a couple of hours away from tonight's big Sunbelt matchup with Coastal. Going into the game, the Eagles are 11-8 and overall, 5-2 and in conference play. Meanwhile, Coastal 5-13 and overall, 2-5 and in conference play. So again, on paper, this is one that you'd feel pretty good about the, the Eagles are taking, but we said that about the Georgia Southern, remember, to start the season. So any road game in any conference is tough to win. The Eagles have won one road game this year, and that's when they were at Monroe a little bit uh, earlier this year. Coastal has three players that average double, double digits, so the Eagle defense will certainly want to be looking out for them. But on the offensive side, for Southern Miss, you've got Victor Hart, the two Victors, Bob, and I know you, you mentioned about Victor Hart the other day. Victor Hart and Victory Waco are, are really teaming up to be a good one-two punch for the Eagles. Hart has two double-doubles so far this year, and in the last game, Victory Waco notched his first double-double. They are both playing really good basketball. And here's one statistic that kind of jumps out to me about the men's team. So far this season, twice, both in victories, they notched 50 rebounds. Wow. 50 that's good. rebounds in a game. So that's another statistic that you'll want to watch tonight. If the Eagles can, can get significant, uh, a significant advantage in the rebounds, that's certainly going to be um, a good thing. And incidentally, this is the first time ever that Southern Miss and Coastal have played in basketball. Hmm, first time that? ever. Yeah. So you'll get to see it tonight. It airs at 6 o'clock tonight, our time. Of course, 6 o'clock, I think it's a little early, but Coastal on Eastern time, and that will be televised on ESPN+. Meanwhile, the Lady Eagles will have to wait until tomorrow to tip it off. They travel to Troy for a 6 p.m. start. The Lady Eagles looking to rebound after a, a loss to Louisiana Monroe. But the good news is, as they head to Troy, they have never lost to Troy, ever. And uh, and certainly that is also inclusive in Sunbelt play. 5-0 and career, the Lady Eagles against Troy. That'll be a 6 o'clock start tomorrow night in Troy on Thursday. The tennis team getting ready to entertain Florida A&M. The Rattlers come to town uh, this weekend, weather permitting, of course. The weather is obviously lousy uh, and is supposed to not be very good on Saturday either, so we'll keep an eye on that one as the tennis team gets rolling again. The softball team is looking for anthem buddies. Now, you might ask what an anthem buddy is. These are kids that uh, will run out to different positions with the different uh, position players for the Lady Eagle softball team You know, during the national anthem. So if you're a softball player and want to be an anthem buddy, you can get in touch with them at Southern Miss at uh, matthew.westman at usm.edu. And I'll keep that, uh, I'll keep that email uh, address for you, Matthew Westman, 
matthew.westman at usm.edu. Indoor track and field is headed to the Houston Invitational Friday and Saturday in the last event at the Vulcan Invitational. They had 12 top eight finishes, including two wins. Both of those were on the men's side. So that pretty much gets you up to date on everything that's going on with the other sports teams at uh, Southern Miss. But a big basketball game tonight. Anytime you win on the road, it's like winning two because not a lot of teams do that. Even though it's coastal, uh, still a big one for Southern Miss. Coastal has won two in league play. I'm also grateful for ESPN Plus allows you to watch all these road games. And uh, and I never miss one. They're fun. Hey, real quickly, you know, we had three members of the softball team in here yesterday, Kelly. And when, you know, they were, the kids were kind of quiet, seemed a little intimidated. And then when I told them you weren't going to be here, they just opened up, started smiling, talking, laughing. You have any? Have you ever experienced that around women before? Um, this is only an hour show, Bob. Um, <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Actually, Kelly booked those young ladies, so they did come under the presumption that he would be here. So it tells you how yeah. brave the softball players are. Look, looking forward to Coach Poole's second year at the helm. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun yesterday. I appreciate you setting that up. And, uh, sure thing, man. Looking hoping forward they to do seeing you. y'all. Bye, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. That's it for the day, guys. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.